What is up, party people? We are here on Sunday. It seems like we just we were just talking like what four days ago, not even a full week, but uh, we're gonna try to get back on our Sunday grind here on Upstream. This is episode number nineteen, dubbed in feral messaging, kind of in, in regard to that BBM news. Uh, but how are you guys doing today? We're here with Brandon, Darius, and Ronell. What's up? What's up? What's you guys up? doing good today? Uh, how's it, how's life treating you? It's great. The Cowboys won, so we're good. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, I think the Jaguars, the, the, my Jacksonville Jags won too. They did. They they beat the Cleveland Browns twenty six or twenty four to to six or something, and they it was a lot to a little. That's all I know. Right, they were killing them. Like I was, I was watching over during the fourth, and I was like, damn, they're up. They're actually up. They're breaking the curse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually walking. I was over at the beach earlier, and I'm p passing by some of the bars, and I just hear people like screaming. I'm like, "Up oh, the Jags must have scored." <laughs> Otherwise, you hear gunfire and a bunch of other shit you don't want to hear. But <laughs> <laughs> only only you can walk the beach in like the end of October. So right, right. <laughs> it was it was kind of cold. It was, little, it was a little bit windy, but uh, you know, I did it. Just go walks like randomly on your own, just on the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually. Uh, I'll, also, I'll post some pictures later. You guys will laugh. It's like me in the passport at the beach. Like me and Bay at the beach. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, well, let's get started here, guys. I really appreciate having you on. But let's talk BBM meetings. Uh, Brandon, you posted a lot of like, kind of like uh, pre-knowledge about what BBM meetings was going to offer. Yeah. Uh, we've seen on, the, on that latest BBM build that some of us are running that it is part of the groups now. With when you're in discussion threads, you can hit the top right and actually launch off a meeting. Mm -hmm. It sends you over to a web, a client that essentially allows you to go download the BBM meetings app. It says, you know, uh, let's start here. We'll see you on November 13th. So it seems that maybe classic Bez 12. BBM meetings may all kind of launch together toward the middle of November. Um, right on par. Yeah. What else do you guys know about it thus far? There was something with Zoom. Brandon, you mind talking on it? Yeah. So it looks like it's going to be similar to how Glimpse works in BBM, where Glimpse is actually like a third-party um, provider um, that does the kind of whole location coordination type of stuff. The uh, Zoom integration is, integration is going to be working for BBM meetings, and Zoom is actually a service that lets you um, video conference over IP through different devices, and it works on desktop, iOS, Android, Mac, uh, PC. So what we're what we're getting from this stuff coming out is it looks like the Zoom integration is going to take over the the BB meetings role, similar to how Glimpse provides that uh, that geo location sharing aspect of BBM. Zoom is going to provide the the meetings aspect. It, it's pretty cool. I mean, this is something that seems to work across the desktop, Mac, Mac and Windows. It works on iOS, Android, and as well, it seems this is something you can tap into through your browser as well. Really yeah. interested to see. The, does your BBID have to be on a Bez, you know, be Bez connected for that to work? Right now, I actually tried to log in through the portal just now, and it says, you know. Your device is not Bez connected at this point, so I can't host a meeting. So we do know that this is supposedly an enterprise-only feature at first, and maybe opening up to consumers in 2015. We'll see what the official announcement says, but it is interesting, as you said, that they're kind of tacking on these different partnerships to bolster BBM's growth a lot faster. So, Ronell, are you with something like BBM meetings something you use either at, at the office and/or kind of with us on personal side, or is this something you're actually interested in? Um, something I'm definitely interested in. Uh, at the moment, 
I mean, there was no real solution by BlackBerry to, to do a kind of a group meeting in terms of everybody being there. I think uh, most business people have experience with Adobe Connect or um, something in terms of those type of software that allows everybody to come together. So I've been using Adobe Connect mostly. So I think BlackBerry and probably us included and a couple other businesses will definitely see BBM meetings as a huge, huge benefit towards everybody collaborating and getting information out in the groups and communicating for sure. If they're able to like give us, you know, allow me some way to access the video file, I would. I think we may be able to give up Hangouts and just kind of post it on you, post it on YouTube, you know. Yeah. Post, and that's, post a big, show. that's a big question for for a lot of people like us, for instance. Um, we would love to move over to BBM meetings when that comes out, but are we going to be able to stream the BBM meetings, like the actual video of it? Are we going to be able to get a video file? And there's still some questions that need to be answered from that aspect. What I'm getting from what we've seen is it looks like it's going to be strictly just, you know, a, a communication tool as opposed to a broadcasting tool. But you never know. Right. I, when I, I went down kind of the uh, the feature list on Zoom, which seems to be kind of that back-end partner, as you said, I mean, they have transfer to integration for BBM money and, and some of those transactions that's coming later. Mm. They've, as you mentioned, got the glimpse integration already there. Now they're doing some of that messaging inside internally. So they're definitely bolstering kind of the offering overall. When I did go down the spec sheet of, you know, what Zoom can offer, it doesn't look like there was any way to export that. So it may just be, you know, closed collaboration, secure. It does have AES 128-bit encryption. So What you can do, though, is you can, I guess you could always just record the, the video output of your... BlackBerry 10 device, but you know, right? There, there, be there'll be ways to, to get around it. I could set up a camera here, shooting at the, the computer. I mean, I mean, there's there's tons of different options. Screen grab on the computer itself, or however it's done. Mm. We'll mess with it when it comes out. I mean, if I'm able to tap into one of these on a, let's say, BBM video through my phone without yeah. having to go to the computer, I mean, that's that's really what I'm looking for. Yeah. I'd love to be able to video chat with you guys without actually having to. Sit down at a computer. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I know. I know Darius would would love that. Maybe his router will behave a little bit better. Taking shots. Okay. You're taking shots, bro. You're the one drinking on that Hennessy earlier. Hey, well, you know, sitting back, I was enjoying. I was enjoying. It was a Sunday. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, we all deserve a record too. So right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like the people over at BBM are drinking because uh, I don't. They're just all, all over the place. They're here. They're there. They're doing uh, partnerships. They're doing one this day it's stickers. The next day it's BBM protected. It's like, right. What? Right. right. What? Where did that we've, come? Got, we've got Lion King stickers, guys, for three dollars a pack. And we've got the super highly encrypted, uh, top of the line uh, messaging client, BBM protected. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely seems they've, they're kind of running all around across the field, especially with the Windows update that they just put out as well. They're going on all cylinders, kind of keep that going. Any of you guys running on 10.3.1, the new leak that came out recently? No, I'm not. No. I've heard nothing but good things about it, though. I mean, thus far, I mean, I think it's just kind of the, uh, the, the overall features and optimization that, Ten uh, the three dot one gives. I think people are very impressed with it. You know, I mean, me personally, like I said I'm not running it, and I've heard you know it's not a daily driver as of yet. So a lot of people that are using it are using it on that secondary device, and you know have ten dot three 
on their main device they use as a daily driver, so to speak. So, but I mean, so far so good. You know, kind of excited about it. Can't wait to use it. I'm just more excited about it. The optimizations that it it brings, especially being a, a passport user, like if it can just make the battery life that much better, is something awesome and exciting to look forward to as well. I'm definitely stoked for it. I mean, with 10.3.1 specifically for Passport, I would love to see just some of that trackpad utility that's coming with Classic being built into the touch-sensitive keyboard on the Passport. That's something I'm really hoping they bring in. I'd love to navigate the OS with that keyboard. It's, it's so big, so awesome. I mean, that seems seems very logical. You know, Let me double tap on the keyboard when I'm looking at the OS and be able to navigate it. Um, and, you know what's funny? The more I think about, you know, why wasn't 10.3 provided for, for regular, uh, for the existing BlackBerry 10 devices, and even think about it, they're waiting and they're solidifying the OS for 10.3.1, and when that drops, there's going to be so many new things for, for existing BlackBerry 10 users, that's going to be crazy. If you think about 10.3.1, it's on its own is bringing some legacy features like custom notification profiles. It's also going to bring some other 10.3 features like Blend. It's going to bring the voice uh, control, the updated voice assistant, a whole bunch of other things, a bunch of the UI stuff. So when it really drops for existing BlackBerry 10 users, it's going to be quite a big uh, change. I think for us, looking at it from 10.3 and 10.3.1 now, it doesn't look like it's that much of a difference. There's a few new features, legacy features, like I mentioned, but it's uh, I just find it interesting. So far, the 10.3.1, I'm not really seeing what's what's that different from it from 10.3 based on what I've seen. But I don't know. You guys can educate me. <laughs> well, I'm not a user, so I can't do too much of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, I'm, I've been running on the Z30. Um, I've it's just interesting to see some of those this, the features as it, Brandon had said, really just refining overall things like battery saving mode, mm -hmm. things, that, things that you know we've just kind of been needing for a while to be declared out there. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, as you said, the custom profiles. You know, again, bringing back some of those legacy features. So it is very nice to see. I honestly think that really it's going to be the hardware optimizations down at the OS level. Really optimizing it for those devices, yeah, giving yeah, devices I, like the Z10 second wind, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. One mm -hmm. one thing I'm, I was kind of thinking about was you know a lot of the features that we're starting to see with like you know 10.3 and then 3.1 is that a lot of features aren't anything that is like ooh and ah you know they really aren't it's just kind of features like yes we finally got them. That's the thing. And then when you think about it, okay, so what what is going to happen when BlackBerry actually starts implementing features that haven't been done before? Because now we've seen the form factors that hasn't been done before. We've seen what that's capable of. It's great that you have an OS that is fully matured, so to speak, and has matured at a rate that it has. I mean, what we've seen like like seven updates in the last year, so to speak, or year and a half, um, which is crazy of any mobile OS that's out there. Like, it's just the, the adoption rate in terms of upgrading the OS is phenomenal. So you have to give kudos to BlackBerry for that. 
but you're just kind of uh, anxious to see what's going to be the next step in terms of the OS overall. Like, when are we going to start seeing those new features that are going to set it aside? You know, like uh, material design that Google has, you know, implemented with um, its Android OS, you know, making it a more re redefined and a, a, a more matured OS. Um, are we going to start seeing uh, different features with the camera? Are we going to start seeing uh, just more... Um, productivity features overall than we have seen before. So those are the kind of things we have, because like you said, they're bringing back things, they're taking a step back all the way to legacy to bring that forward with BlackBerry 10, the, the features that people love, and you know, of course we're sticking with those roots, but we want to see what BlackBerry has up their sleeves next, you know, we want to see the change, so I don't know if we're going to see it with the 3.2 or will we see it with 3.4. Darius, as someone who has a passport and you've been using Blend for a while now, would you consider Blend to be like that killer feature for for the 10.3, for I guess 10.3, 10.3.1? Would you consider that to be the killer feature this time around? That is, or would it, yeah. it is, and 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 it's without a doubt it is the killer feature because with 10.3, 10.3 is just. Overall, it's more of an optimized and redefined. Well, I don't want to say redefined. It, it's just more optimized um, version of the OS that has existed now for the last year and some change. Mm -hmm. BlackBerry Blend feature has brought now your phone to your desktop. So, of course, that is the showcase of this model here. Um, just like in 10.1, I think I want to say that the major feature was the Android runtime uh, capabilities and in, in, in its optimization that it had, so to speak, um, along with the, like a lot of other small features as well. But I want to say that was kind of like the big thing with that. Um, with 10.1 was just the overall optimizations of the OS um, and smaller things um, as well with the hub. I, I can't really like date back in time and I don't want to sit here and reflect on it, but... <laughs> Just to think <laughs> off top, you know, those were like those smaller features that were, you know, the main thing of it. But blend, yes, is the big thing with ten, uh, with ten point three, and I would just say with the newer iterations that we'll see. Um, but I think we want to start seeing BlackBerry now take. Okay, we've completed the OS. Now it's time to capitalize on it. Well, what would what would you say would be like, for instance, just thinking out of the top of your head, what would be a feature that would be, you know totally out of left field that you think if the BlackBerry added it would be a great thing for the OS? Calls. Calls. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it has to be really just it's kind of, I want to see more SecuSmart features, so to speak. Um, security features. I want to see that with ten, with with, with uh, the OS like going forward. And, and I want to see it kind of like starting now, hopefully with 10. I mean, with 3.1, maybe we'll see something uh, in, in future updates. Or even with 3.2, if they continue to stay on the on the 10.3 iteration, so to speak. I want to see Secu Smart features. I want to see that implemented with with BBM. I want to see it implemented with BBM video and with BBM meetings. I, I want to see that. I think that's going to be the thing that's people that's really going to help set aside and kind of uh, pull away from saying, okay, Blend is the top thing right now. Let's go to Secu Smart and start implementing it, even with the virtual sims and things of that nature, uh, with Movertu and what they've done. If we can start seeing it, uh, you know, the implement implementation of that, even if it's just on the enterprise, that's saying something huge because no one else out there that is in the enterprise realm has that feature just yet. So if they jump on that, that's taking a huge step forward 
and also is going to force it kind of it's kind of going to put a, a bit of strain on the competitors next to like okay we really have to start doing something because these guys are just taking off a field with this whole enterprise realm like not only are they controlling it but it's out of our hands now we really don't even have any room to breathe so those are the things that I want to kind of see for sure for sure yeah. Renault, what about you? What's that one feature you want on BlackBerry 10 that you think is really going to kind of pull it above caliber from uh, some some of the other offerings out there? That's so hard. I've never even thought about answering that question before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. A feature? Like yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, right. Like you you have Blend set up in in your office to show people when they come in. You've got the laptop set up with Blend. Has the reaction been positive for that feature with Passport, or is it something that you don't really market much? Um, no, definitely. Like when I do show it, people love it. It's 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 a real. It's not selling the phone, to be honest. It's just something and an additional. Like you get the phone, and it's got this awesome specs and operating system works like this. But also when you get home and you put it down and you, you're doing work or you're at the office and you put it down, you get it extended to your computer. So you really always do have your BlackBerry with you no matter what. I mean, that's a huge convenience for a lot of people, right? And you can get on a tablet too. I mean, that's for, for people, that's really huge actually. And it's a, it's a selling point and it doesn't sell the device, but I mean... It helps to sell it in a way, if you know what I mean. Absolutely, that's one of those things. It's like another BlackBerry service offering. I'd like to see kind of how they plan on monetizing that, because as you said, right now it's just a added feature. I'd love to see maybe a subscription model with more features or something like that to help kind of leverage out. Because again, like BBM meetings, this this thing with Zoom that they're doing, the integration, it seems like that's a business plan they have to pay extra for it to unlock. So how is that cost going to be offset to users? Are we just going to get it free because we bought a BlackBerry, or is there going to be some kind of structure in place? Alex is here in the chat. He hopped on late from his vampiric slumbers. Um, <laughs> he pulled out of the coffin for us. So thank you, Alex, for showing up on time, ready as ever. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I've been using the new BBM, which kind of shows that Zoom is kind of integrated within BBM meetings, and it it really looks like you know they're prepared to have some type of free consumer option with it, and um, I don't know, you kind of you you bring that up, and I think that it's just you know there's going to be a free consumer option where you can either do up to 25 people because what are then the pricing plans that Zoom has. There's a free option, and it's up to 25 people, and there's a lot of limitations where I think the meeting can't be more than 45 minutes. And um, there are various things like that. So I'm really thinking they're going to, which we wrote articles about it, that pretty much there's going to be the, the business version um, for enterprise. That's going to be their main focus, and they'll come to consumer later. Um, but, yeah, kind of excited to see what that actually turns out to be. But do you, how, do you, how do you feel that, that that's not built in-house? Do you think kind of standing on the shoulders of those who've kind of already built the infrastructure is smart for BlackBerry to be doing? Yeah, I mean, I don't really think that, you know, all these people are supposed, like all these companies, are they really supposed to build everything in-house? Because there becomes a point where, like, for instance, Glimpse, the partnership that BlackBerry has with Glimpse, 
do you really expect them to build this crazy service in-house just to be able to have this, this standalone feature? Um, part of me wouldn't be surprised if BlackBerry announces, you know, a, a month from now, I think they, they kept hinting the date November 13th or something, um, but if they announce on this day, hey, we bought Zoom, um, wouldn't be totally surprised. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but that's definitely a possibility. So if BlackBerry does buy this company, then that replaces the idea of them building it in-house. Um, we've seen them do something similar in the past, so what do you guys think with that? Yeah, we're, we're not going to build it in-house. We're going to take over your house. Yeah. <laughs> if you think of... Well, yeah, go over now. Go. I was, I was going to say, like, if you if you notice a trend, like most of the companies that they've acquired, it's it's because they're multi-platform already. So instead yeah. of BlackBerry having to get a developer to make an iOS and then Android and then others, you know, everybody's already got it done and finished already. So I think it's a time measure and a cost-effective measure. So, you know, partnership rather than acquiring saves money and time. So I think it's a smart move. You know. I, I agree, Ronald. I really do agree. At this point, like, we don't got time to dick around. We don't. Uh, with WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, with all the competition out there, we need really to be effective on how they're laying out the, the, the strategy thus far. They're over here doing Windows. They're over here doing stickers. They're over here, obviously, working on quite a few things, transfer to integration, BBM money, expanding across platform in Indonesia. They've got so much going on. They really, if they want this thing to survive and continue upward momentum, they've got to work smart to bring these partners in through acquisition or partnership. Um, uh, would, I, would I like to see them buy Zoom? Yeah, of course. But do they need it? Probably not. Probably not. They could probably partner and get more or less what they need. The API is open for them. It's it's 128-bit encrypted already, has a TSL tunnel. So it's got the same kind of basic security model that BBM already has. So it fits. It fits very well. And supposedly about 20,000 organizations are already using Zoom. Some of those are in enterprise. Some of those are in consumer. So it'd be a nice pairing for them to kind of hop on the bandwagon and be able to offer that to their customers. To us, really. I mean, yeah, it, it makes you wonder, like, you know, with the cuts that BlackBerry have made in the last year and a half, you know, almost two years, did they cut too many? You know what I'm saying? Because it's kind of like, you know, of course they, you know, lessen their workforce, but did they, le did they, you know, subtract the workforce in the wrong areas? Because you don't really want them to take away people, especially in like BBM, which is probably the BlackBerry's hugest asset still to this day, and. You, you wonder, it's like, okay, do you need more personnel there? Do you want more people to focus on certain things within the BBM rail? And then you want people to focus on the software and making sure this get out there, have people focusing on marketing, have people focus on designs of, you know, internal designs of, you know, the, the devices that's to come. It, it almost makes you wonder that because they are so all, are all over the place at the same time and you want to see a complete focus, even if it is in several places, at least have the consistency stay there. Because that's been BlackBerry's biggest issue is the consistency. And so with all these new features, all these new acquisitions and integration that's becoming um, into one of the OS, you almost want them to, you want them to win so bad, it's kind of like they're hindering themselves from winning. And that's what you don't want to see. If it's going to be anyone stopping BlackBerry from winning, let it be the competition, not yourself, because that's the biggest thing. You don't want to work so hard to come back and you're your own downfall. Um, I really want to see a, a huge turn in terms of the focus come 2015. And like you said, it's just let, let's get a refocus strategy again. Speaking on the, the cuts, what I've heard from people is that a lot of the cuts were made 
um, in like the teams that were working on legacy devices and legacy OS because it's, they are two different you know kind of beasts so to speak. Speaking right. about BB10 and then uh, BBOS. So I think uh, what I heard from people, I, I'm not sure, I can't say with complete certainty, but I heard that a lot of the cuts were made in the, the legacy side of the development team. And I guess, um, and I guess yeah, the, obviously there were a lot of cuts that they had to do. There's a lot of good people that we all know that, that got cut from BlackBerry just because, you know, money was tight and they needed to make those cuts. Right. So I, I'm sure there is, there is an aspect of it where it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of good people that they did have to let go, but at the end of the day, they also have a, like a lot of the best people in BlackBerry still there, still working hard. And I think now, with the restructuring going on, they have a bit more room to hire on a lot of those other people that they need to complete the job who are going to be um, up to the same level as the people that they that they unfortunately had to let go before. So yeah. while you know, you do have a point where they did, you know, cut people, um, and maybe they, they they did cut too many in certain departments. I know, for instance, developer relations got cut to to pieces. Um, personally, what, what I've noticed, um, but I think now we're in that restructuring phase where a lot of that's going to come back, and they're going to be able to rebuild and, and get their foot back running again. Yeah. So you're not wrong. No. So I wanted to touch on. Because we we have this passport launch, which is nearing about a month, you know, in market. There's been some rumors. We sold a million. We've sold half a million. I honestly think we're probably, you know, four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand at this point. That's me, me totally eyeballing the number there. But Chen actually came out, and it's interesting because this will segue us into another conversation I want to have about Lenovo, which this this reoccurring rumor. I mean, every year we're hearing the same thing, and. Chen was over in Hong Kong, but we'll, we'll get there. He was over in Hong Kong at the MIT Enterprise Forum, and he actually said, you know, I'm glad we have inventory issues. It shows that people want the device. We took a conservative approach. We didn't order too many, a.k.a. this will not be the Z10. You know, we're not going down that same route again with this. He further, he further goes on and says something that's a little bit passe, but also it's very it's a, just a very smart quip on his end. He says, you know, that's not the space we can afford to be in right now. Being sexy and being a workhorse are two different things. And when I, when, when I read that, I laughed because I hold you know, the passport up, and I'm like, this thing is fucking sexy. Like, it is. It's business sexy. It's got class. It's got grit, stainless steel. It's awesome looking. Yet, you know, he's he's obviously understands that this isn't an entertainment device, you know? Right. But it's very interesting that, you know, Darius, you had mentioned in our group that a lot of consumers are actually the ones going to buy this phone. And, and Ronell has seen a lot of prosumers coming in, kind of more business-oriented folk really veering toward the passport. Mm -hmm. We had talked on last stream about availability being an issue. With Chen coming out and saying this, as long as they can keep their hardware constraints in order, do you guys think that the rollout's been positive? I think it has. Uh, I think, you know... Chin made a point, you know, and and it was it was pretty blunt and just to the point. He would rather see a demand for it and not have the supply than have the supply and no demand. You, the Z10 was a clear example of what he's saying. You have to you have to write damn near off a, a billion dollars in inventory. I don't want that to happen again. I can't let that happen again. I would rather have this great device out there for you know sell, but you know. Eh, give me some time to get it to you than to say, hey, I got thousands of devices and no one's even looking in your direction. Um, 
and not only that, it's kind of like he's saying relax and chill because this the available the maximum availability of this device isn't even there yet. It's not available on carriers, you know, uh, globally that they want to make it available on. It's not available here in ATT yet. Um, and and not only that, I think they will revamp the numbers in terms of what they want to ship out as a company. Um, but I think we'll see that in, in 2015, possibly, because the focus is on the classic as of right now, when it comes to manufacturing, of course. So I think it's a positive outlook. You know, of course, the, the, the stock watchers are going to say eh, it's hurting them um, because, you know, they actually for once have a demand for a product of theirs and they're not even fulfilling, you know, those numbers. But at the same time, they've already beat expectations. So how can you turn something negative that's clearly positive? It's right. like exactly that you stole. I mean, it's like trying to steal something that you're clearly buying, you know, it makes no sense. But it is what it is. Plus, yeah, I mean, plus. yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of noticed because I like watching like the online tech reviewer community, and I, I love when they bring up the you know the name BlackBerry, and a lot of them will start saying some crap about it afterwards. But um, with this whole passport launch, for instance, I was watching the Wan Show, which um, like Linus Tech Tips, he's a, he's fairly big in the tech industry, and he brought up the passport. And, you know, the guys uh, from Newegg were there as well, and they kind of, like, left it off for a second. And then he said, you know, um, the Passport, apparently they sold 200,000 units, and they sold out uh, within the first two days. And this is a guy that's, like, very against BlackBerry. Like, he, you know, laughing at it. And he's definitely, you can tell he's an Android guy, and he has an iPhone and all of this. Um, and then he said, you know what, I'm, I'm actually kind of curious, because I wasn't paying any attention to this Passport, but... You know, obviously, this shows that there's some demand for it. And I think we should, you know, maybe check it out. And then he surveyed the audience or the people that were watching it, and he said, "What do you guys think about the passport?" Um, yes, uh, meh, and no were the three options he gave. And you know, most people said no, like 20 or 30 percent said meh, and 17 percent said yes, like it's it's good. And the guys left it for a second then, but he was like, honestly, 17%, like, and we're talking about a fairly large market, like, 17% is a decent size of the market, um, for, for BlackBerry, at least, so, you know, this guy went from hating BlackBerry to, like, you know, I'm actually thinking about, you know, at least reviewing this and checking it out, because, you know, simply because BlackBerry said they sold out demand, so, even though it's not too many devices, it seems like it ha it's done its purpose to show there is demand for the device for the people who are skeptical about it. So it's exciting in that regard. It is, and I think it's it's held its momentum so well. You know, even even a, whenever it goes back on sale, people are tweeting about it, people are putting it on the social media. Go get it while you can. Renaud, what did you want to touch on in regard to Passport? Yeah, so I was going to say, like... Um, Chen said that uh, we needed to sell a certain amount of devices, right, to break even or surplus, yep. right? Ten million, so, yes, sir. Ten million. So I'm thinking if he was being conservative and they've already surpassed their numbers, which they thought they would have, I'm guessing that's less for them to sell in terms of the classic for them to reach or break even or even pass that ten million mark, right? So I mean. Even if their um, inventory is really constrained right now, I mean that's looking at the whole year as a as a whole. I mean they're on the right track, right? So 
I look at it that way, you know. Right. Absolutely. I'm I'm digging I'm digging it so far. I mean, I'm I was a little bit hesitant on passport at first whether I could actually use it as a daily driver. I don't have massive hands. I mean, the Z30 was a little bit clumsy uh, in the hands, at least especially one-handed use. But surprisingly, I've grown really accustomed to it. And I was just say, telling Brandon before we got started here that I pick up a Z30, I pick up a Z10, and like I feel like I'm missing some of the picture. Like I, I can't go back. You know, I've got 4.5 inches. Wide, you can't go back, man. Right, right. Like I'm used to the 4.5 inches left and right now, you know, and I really haven't had a device like that. It really brings you close to a, a tablet-esque device, and it's it's interesting when in hand that you have something that's still pocketable but still so wide. Uh, let's let's transition here. Chen, again, at this MIT uh, Enterprise Conference, he says, China is too big a market to ignore. It is clear that we need to be in that market. Uh, following that statement up, this website called, I think it's Bazinga, put out a, a decent article about um, you know some of the exploits that Chen can make over in China, and that uh, Xiaomi and some of those other low-end competitors over in China are making a killing, bringing devices in at competitive prices. Then it seems that they got a lot of traction on that article. Then they put out another one saying an exclusive that Lenovo is going to buy BlackBerry by the end of the week, or put in a, a a bid for them. You know, putting in a bid and someone accepting it are two entirely different things. So people were like, "I hope this isn't true." It's like, "What do you mean? You hope it's not true?" <laughs> so, we don't know whether BlackBerry is going to say yes even, you know, or whether there's even an offer. Yeah, Again, so I these, read, these are the rumors we've heard for so long. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, so I read that article, and, and, and like, the rumor thing, the only thing I could hear was, I'm not racist, but Chen seems East Asian. He's in an East Asian country, but Novo's <laughs> East Asian. Like, like there's, no, there's no, like, fact or base in any of this rumor. They're just kind of, like extrapolating the fact that Chen said, you know, they have to be in China and he's going to visit in China. For all we know, he could be visiting with, like, a number of other companies, making partnerships. No, like, there's no base in anything saying that there's a bid going to be put in, so... Right, and it's interesting... It's interesting because Lenovo, Lenovo's a North American company. I believe they sold off some of their IBM and Lenovo picked up... Mm. So this is an it's an American company overall, but it's held by the Chinese. Chinese, so, yeah. So, you know, when we talk about kind of bridging the gap here, a lot of us had wondered, you know, would BlackBerry build an Android device? Would they build a device that had Google Play services support? And if you think about it, you take a step back. If BlackBerry licensed QNX to Lenovo, and Lenovo then in turn used the QNX microkernel to run Android. Totally have it virtualized. The device they pack it. They're already a Google OEM, so they they cross license their OEM um, their Google license, and then put Google Play services onto a BlackBerry powered device. You're able, essentially able to build an Android type device through licensing QNX as the microkernel underneath. So who's to say that they won't breach that market in a unique and different way? And again, not having to actually sell any parts of themselves to make that happen. Again, there's tons of options there that can be done. It's going to be up to Chen to see what works best and what he can let the Canadian government slide, you know, because they're definitely going to look at anything that happens with a company that is held overseas in such a way. Right. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. the biggest thing is, in terms of with him in China, I think what he's really looking at, I don't even think he's looking at the consumers there. Don't get me wrong, like, he sees them, and I think he thinks the Z3 and, uh, you know, the other, you know, first-gen BlackBerry 10 devices can, can do some work over there. 
Um, and the passport could even be a hit there. Um, but what I think he sees is being that China is as huge of a country as it is, economically, in terms of business, he his eyes sees the enterprise realm there, and he's like, I can do damage here. I just have to get my product there. And what he was also saying is he's going, he's uh, supposed to be uh, participating in a, a summit or event that's supposed to be happening there um, to pretty much kind of get information on how does he, you know, gets his foot in the door. Um, present BlackBerry 10 to them, you know, present Bez to them, and also begin to trickle the devices in that economy there. Um, and I think that's ultimately what he sees. I don't think he comes in there and sees like, oh, yeah, I... I know Apple just got in here. I know Google's been here, but I know I can come in here and fight these guys. No, he just wants to get over here, do his thing, and then eventually start moving his way elsewhere. Because I think what he's doing is he's trying to get everywhere but North America because once he sees an affluence in these other countries, then it will kind of play a reverse role like North America does have on other countries. What is ever as huge as here it eventually influences elsewhere. But he's trying to get it where he's still at or where BlackBerry's still relevant at, and then people say, oh, damn, they actually use a BlackBerry. It's actually a huge name over there. Well, let's give it a try here again. And it's going to help persuade those carriers to say, okay, well, you know, we know we're going to give you more support than we have before. Um, and, and essentially he doesn't have to do as much work here in North America than he has already in, like, the European countries or Asian countries um, thus far. Exactly. I wanted to add on to that because that's basically what's going on. It's already started. Like uh, When you look at carriers, you look at those pro-consumers, you look at those high-level execs. When it, when it came to the passport, they're looking at those specs, those the operating system now, being a solid phone, BlackBerry going back to the roots. People, The people who matter are taking notice, and, and it shows. It's starting to trickle down, and that's definitely... Like a hundred percent, that's the way to go. And so far, it's made a lot of progress. I can definitely say that, for sure. So Lenovo is not buying BlackBerry. Let me just read it. I posted it to the channel and I put the little troll emoji and like no one caught that. So yeah. everyone was like, well, why are you putting this on there? Like, that was like a pretty high, like there was like 71 comments too on it. I like I checked it yesterday when it first popped up. There was like five comments. I checked today again. There was like 71. I was like, holy shit, this blew up. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, it's interesting because, like, Crackberry wouldn't post it at all, you know? It's like, why? No. And, and, and Blaze knows. Blaze knows it's not. This has been a rumor for years and years yeah. and years. He's just pulling it out. That website, I'm sure Bazinga got a lot of hits, and I'm sure that they're happy they ran it. <laughs> but we've we got to look at the facts here. And, and what we already know, the Canadian government supposedly already blocked the purchase mm. already. There was also talks about spinning off another company that's focused on kind of internet services. So who knows? Who knows? There may be a partnership there down the line mm -hmm. that they were able to go out there. But overall, next week, Lenovo buys BlackBerry, and we're all like, well, fuck. Right. <laughs> I'm going to have to retract that troll and actually, you know, put in a check mark or something. But no, I'm, I'm impressed with the rollout so far of everything that we've got kind of coming forward. Classic, obviously. Uh, I think it's going to be a San Francisco event for the Bez 12 so we'll see how that goes. I'm really interested. That's 
we're looking at maybe a month away right now, a little bit under a month. And uh, maybe Alex will stay awake long enough to tell us what he thinks. So, <laughs> Alex, you've had your passport in Blend. What's that one killer feature that you think BlackBerry could add in to really help unify the, the experience overall? And then we'll let Ronell. Ronell, do you have time to speak before you go? Yeah, yeah. I got like 10 minutes. It's, it's fine. You can go ahead. All right. So we'll let Alex go, and then I'll, I'll bring a question over to your side. Sweet. Oh, man. Yeah, Alex, I, what's what's a feature that, you know, be it on other platforms or something that you want to take BlackBerry to that next level? We were mentioning earlier Blend is a is a killer feature, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think what I really want to see is the ability to allow non-BlackBerry 10 users, which this doesn't really affect me, but I feel like for BlackBerry's sake, is to allow non-BlackBerry 10 users to be able to use Blend with BBM. Um, so say I have an iPhone or an Android device, at least allow them to use simply the BBM functionality of Blend because, you know, I'm trying to convert people over to using BBM and it's kind of tough at times to, to give them, you know, this unique value proposition and I try and bring up security and people have gone as far as to say, I don't care about my security. They're like, I don't say anything crazy. Um, you know, they don't care and they've told me they really just don't care about it. So it's tough, you know, but at least adding these kind of features, I can say, hey, you don't need a Mac now. You don't need a, an iPhone and a Mac, and you can message me through BBM on your computer. Like, that's, you know, another value proposition. So I'm really hoping to kind of, you know, see that. I guess that's that's my feature. That it, it's it's going to be hard because it's not web-based, you know? There's, yeah. nothing, there's no web portal to really bring that to users. Right now it is literally a mobile computing kind of extension, a mirroring. Brandon, go ahead. But, like, channels is web-based. If you think about it, you can update your channel through the web on the uh, yeah. on the channel manager. So I'm sure they're, I don't know, the smart people who are, you know, leaps and bounds smarter than us five can, who, who make the OS. I'm sure they can find a way if they really wanted to. I think the main issue is security with that. That's what I've heard from people. Um, but definitely, that's a feature that would definitely be great because it is hard like Alex said to bring people over to BBM just because a lot of people they have WhatsApp, they have uh, iMessage and stuff and they can message on their tablet and a whole bunch of different places regardless of what device they have on them so it, it'd just be good from that aspect but something I'd really want on BlackBerry 10 would be one consolidated uh, like I've said before one consolidated mobile payment app and I think uh, if, if BBM money can turn out to be one consolidated payment app, um, you know, not just for sending money, but for also uh, point of sale purchases. When you're at the at the checkout counter and and you have to pay, you can pay through NFC. If it could do that, that would be really great. That'd be one killer app or one killer feature that would push um, BlackBerry 10 to the next level for me personally. I agree with both you and Alex to that degree then because if we can make channels and, and the whole kind of ecosystem that comes along with it a little bit more user accessible, then a lot more people are going to be able to look at BBM and kind of break that preconceived notion that they have as to what it is. And perception is still something we're facing, you know. We look back at BlackBerry. BlackBerry saw growth between the years of 2007 all the way to 2010. So we had the iPhone come out, but BlackBerry was still increasing in their market share. They were still gaining numbers here in U.S. and abroad. 
it was really Android that started cementing in some of the emerging markets that kind of killed its its continued rise on the market share scale. And now we know that you know with everything else going on, the market has really just kind of turned their back. How do you get them to look back? You know, we've got something like the passport. It's very polarizing. It, it's you know drawing attention, creating conversations. But the unity of the ecosystem with the software and the hardware is really what needs to start happening, and that's what I want to see. Darius kind of mentioned it earlier with 10.3.1, kind of making everything just a little bit more cohesive. Ronell, before you go, let's talk about um, some of the inferral messaging that's been added into BBM. We haven't touched on it too much. You're able to now retract BBM messages that are sent if you're within the beta. Uh, before they're actually read, and you also are able to send uh, essentially like a Snapchat for both text and pictures. No video as of yet. Mm -hmm. have, have you have you used the feature? Have you seen the feature? Is it an, a value add for BBM, or do you think it's part of a haphazard strategy where they're just kind of pulling here and there to bring it together? Um, kind of a mix of a pull here and there. Um, I haven't tried it myself, but um, I've read about it definitely. Uh, I think it's. Uh, when I think about it right now, it, it's kind of hard to see how they're going to market it kind of a thing, let users know, okay, this is a new feature that you're going to be able to do with, within BBM, right? I don't know if it's a, a more enterprise-based um, feature or is it more for a consumer? Like, it's something that BlackBerry has to position and put towards the right group. So, I mean, I could see myself using it maybe in terms of messages, like sending out, um, like, critical, like, your credit card number or something like that. Not that I would give anybody my credit card anyways, but, um, yeah, it depends. It all depends. Right now, let me know. What's the three-digit number on the back of your card? <laughs> Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I got, my wallet's right here. I'm <laughs> Someone is going to screen cap this conversation. <laughs> No worries. Google, Google made it real pixely for you, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm safe. <laughs> so, Darius, what is something that you really think BlackBerry should focus on next? I mean, we have the classic rolling out. Do you want to see a slider next? Do you want to see another all-touch device? Like, what are we looking for next? 2015 is kind of like, what do we have to expect? You know, it's what funny. Kind of uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, like... <laughs> um... I'm really excited to see what <laughs> Ronell's over here dying. Um, but no, I'm really kind of excited to see, you know, what uh, 2015 holds because Dehab Kirk, he uh, posted some images earlier of, you know, uh, some kind of mock-ups of the Visa, which is uh, kind of exciting. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see, you know, what that's going to be about. I'm, I'm anxious to see how that mechanism is going to work with the keyboard. So, uh if it's a good turnout of it, then you know it may possibly be something uh, that will draw the consumers to really wanting to be a part of the BlackBerry 10 experience. Not not as much as the attention that the passport is uh, getting, but uh, hopefully, if the, uh, the the visa does do something uh, right in terms of a full touch that people are excited about, and also providing a physical uh, keyboard experience. It's something to really look forward to. I think they should really just look more towards form factors, something that's innovative and enticing and really kind of pulls people backwards um, towards uh, BlackBerry, so to speak. Pull people backwards. Yeah, because everyone was at BlackBerry at one point. You know, it's like 
where did Androids and iPhone and, and you know the iOS platform come from? It didn't just magically appear. It came from BlackBerry and or uh, what? <laughs> Windows, Windows. Oh that, yeah, that Windows was kind of awful. Okay, Windows, Windows Mobile. Mobile. Windows I want to say like what else is out there other than BlackBerry at one point? <laughs> so I want to I want to jump back here. I want to jump back here because apparently I totally blew Alex off on him. <laughs> He, he, he's a Snapchat kind of guy. He's trying to get some ladies over to BBM. So talk about this interaction, Alex. What do you like? What don't you like? And uh, Oh, look, we have Chris. He's joined the call. Um, we'll let him get situated. But Alex, speak, yeah. on, uh, speak on some of these new features. You and I are both in the beta. We were kind of testing it out back and forth. What do you like and what don't you like? Yeah, I mean, so there are a few things that really come to mind um, that are kind of interesting. I noticed a lot of people were actually confronting uh, BlackBerry, because they released the video. I do like that they released the video of the features right when it goes into beta. So they're being very vocal about, hey, here's here are the new features that are coming out. Check them out, and it'll be out very, very soon. Who knows how long that means or whatever. But people were saying... <laughs> later. Yeah. People were saying, like, how come they're, they're saying, you know, the BBM team, and they, they didn't say the word BlackBerry at all, and they didn't even show BlackBerry 10 device. That like, if you watch the video, they showed an Android device and an iPhone. And you have to keep in mind, like bringing back what you said a little bit earlier. So many people have had Blackberries, and deep down they kind of like it, but they a lot of them have a negative connotation because like they've used BBM before, and in their mind, BBM is so outdated. They they don't know what BlackBerry 10 is now. So really, BlackBerry has to try and decouple people from thinking BBM is BlackBerry. They, they're two separate entities, and they're really forcing that, and I think they need to do that. They, they don't want to be showing you the new BBM update on your, a BlackBerry 10 device. They want to show it on Android and iOS to really just show people that this is an important, good app that, forget about BlackBerry, right? That's the only way that they can make it get big again. Um, so about the actual update, though, so a lot of my friends, a lot, a lot, a lot of my friends use Snapchat to simply just talk to each other. Um, they'll send messages back and forth, and, you know, at first you kind of think Snapchat, and you think, oh, you're going to be sending nudes back and forth. Like, that's the whole purpose of it. But it really has grown into this platform where people like to talk to each other in, you know, shorter gaps rather than just messaging back and forth. You could take a picture of your face, draw on your face, and send a quick message. So for some reason, you know, it's just blown up with everyone. So by BlackBerry finally implementing this feature, um, I think that it's going to bring over a small number of people from Snapchat. Um, it's definitely not totally replacing everything that Snapchat is, but it's one of those features where BlackBerry can actually spin it off where it, it is a privacy thing. Do you trust Snapchat more? They just you know got 200,000 pictures leaked due to a third-party app that was working into the API and downloading the images as you got them. Now, can an app even exist like this for BBM? Like, there has not been any BBM API app existent. Like, BBM is its own thing, and it's secure, and I don't think this can happen to them. So do you trust, if you are going to send, you know, doc pictures of important documents or whatever you choose to do with it, do you trust BlackBerry or BBM more, or do you trust Snapchat? So I think this is just huge for for what they're going to be using it for in terms of privacy. And the last other feature is where you can actually pull back the message that you sent. And it's all about just, you know, giving users control in what they do. Like, if you sent someone a message, should you not have the ability to pull it back? Like, it's your message that you sent to them. 
And I know a lot of people have a problem with this because they feel like it's kind of getting, um, people are starting to take advantage or it makes it sound a little bit sketchy by giving these features. But, you know, heck, if I send someone a BBM and they don't read it after an hour and I realize, oh, you know, I, I don't really, I don't know why it's something that I should not have something that, the fact that I can pull that back just gives me peace of mind. Does it really hurt them, the fact that it says that I recall the message? Um, you know, I, I, I just think that it's such a, a powerful thing that PBM's the only platform doing this kind of thing right now. They gave the example, you send someone your credit card number, they can use it, if you know, obviously you trust the person, and then you can go and recall it once they're done with it, so there's no record within the message of it. Um, there's just so many things that I think and this many, update is really great for. Yeah, and how many times have you just fired off like a really mad like BBM or message to someone? Yeah, you come down after like, five minutes, yeah. Like, literally, <laughs> the second after you send it, you like read it, and you're like, you know what, that came off really wrong. I want to yeah. take it, but you can't. It's already sent. <laughs> yeah. It happens, like this morning. Me and Ronel going back and forth. She probably should have tracked one or two of those. Yeah. <laughs> they need to put that in groups. So uh, Anyway, Ronell needs to go. He's got a date with 97%. Um, yes! <laughs> we should appreciate having you in your stead. We do have Chris, who's hopped on the stream. How are you doing today, Chris? Good, man. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey. Doing well. Ronell, you take care, all right, buddy? Yeah, take care, guys. Peace out. Later, take guys. Care. Later. So, 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 Chris, I see your shirt right now, and I see you're rocking the Jags attire. They actually won today. We were talking about that a little earlier. Finally. <laughs> right. Oh, man. It's going to be the only win for a while, but, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see. That it goes. is what it is. So you guys are talking so have about... You, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we, we were talking on BBM. Have you seen any of the new features, watched any of the videos? Is this something you find yourself using? I really... This is not something I wanted in BBM, really, to be to be totally honest. It's cool. I, I love being able to access it. But being able to send Snapchat and things like that, like I, 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 it's not something I'd personally use inside BBM. What about you, Chris? Well, um, comparing it to Snapchat, I don't see it like you, the same use scenario. I can see where, like what Alex was kind of going into in the professional environment, I can see that being a definitely a useful item. I was looking at the uh, the BlackBerry YouTube site and I was looking at the where they kind of demoed that. Now this can work even if the message has been sent, right? Um, like it's actually been received. They can destroy that message after the fact. After it's been read, yep, whatever. So it doesn't matter what whether they received it or not, they can just delete that from that, which yep. I think is pretty good. Um, especially if you're sending sensitive information. I think that's a good idea. You're absolutely right. I mean, Especially the context in which Alex brought it up under. So let's say, for instance, you know, I obviously I take videos of my phone quite often to show hands-on. I could be sliding through Hub, and there's some pertinent information that maybe someone sent. And you know, me, me with so many com pieces of communication in my Hub, I may overlook that. So Alex's telephone number may show up on a video, you know, uh, through through a BBM. So being able to retract it definitely has its its value addition there. Now the whole Snapchat being able to send a, a picture that kind of I guess disappears after a certain amount of time. I, I don't see really the value there, other than you're sending kind of like a document or something like that. I do like, however, that they're clearly going after the security aspect of the market right now. As Alex had mentioned, Snapchat's seen a major breach through third-party uh, services, hacking into their API and pulling those images. So, again, kind of Ronell had t touched on it. Like, how do you market that? How do you say we have this new feature? And, and really, I'd like to see, as, uh, maybe when a cross-platform video comes about, if ever, um, 
that they do some kind of cohesive marketing. It's like, this is BBM, this is what it does. Because as Alex said, it is kind of a standalone business unit at this point within BlackBerry. It needs to be successful on its own two feet. You know, you bring up the video messages, because a lot of people are complaining about that, that there's no cross-platform BBM or uh, video message for some platforms yet. And I noticed that within a one-on-one one, one -on -one message, if you click the overflow menu, then start BBM meeting is there too. So do you think they're going to try and possibly integrate the BBM meeting with BBM vo or uh, video and actually try and combine the two, or are they going to stay separate or what? I was thinking BBM um, meeting was going to be more for groups, but the fact that this shows up as an option within yeah, a one-to-one -one mess direct message... Yeah, they'll probably just combine it to take hold of, you know, um, I guess economies of scale. I mean, there's no point having their own system for video for just Blackberries. You might as well just, like, ditch that and use this new system that can be used for conferences, one-on-ones, and the whole shebang instead of needing to maintain their own and then have this other one. So I'm pretty sure that's going to take over one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, video messaging as well. And so, so it could be like a FaceTime with someone, and you can just add other people into the conversation. Yeah. That's just like so much more kind powerful. The, kind of like a, a regular chat now with BBM, where you can like add people into a yeah. chat. Yep. I'm totally eating here. <laughs> Darius, yeah. do you think you find value for the new added BBM features? Is this something you'd use with either family or friends or even with us in their group? Or you just feel like it's them kind of covering table stakes? No, I mean, I mean, I, personally, I think it's something that's been in the works for, for a long time. It just coincidentally, it's come out when these features have been exported with another uh, platform, another competitor, so to speak. Um, but it's good timing. It's definitely a feature we're all going to use. But, I mean, tonight we've all made great, you know, valid points. You know, Alex has made a great point with, you know, them just needing to brand BBM as its own. You don't – you kind of got to stop branding BBM alongside BlackBerry and brand it along with the other competitors. Um, you also need to take BBM and just create it and make it make it its own separate entity, if you will. Um because it's going to bring features that I don't want to say aren't relevant to the BlackBerry 10 OS, but at the same time, they aren't relevant to the BlackBerry 10 OS. Because if these features are going to go cross-platform as well, then they don't just remain exclusive to the BlackBerry 10 um, operating system at that point. They're now relevant to iOS. They're now relevant to Windows. They're now relevant to Android. So at that point in time, now you have to make it a situation where that there is its own product. Um, and BBM going forward, I think, is just going to become more of a, uh, how do I really want to word it? It's just going to become more of a messaging system to where it's not necessarily a medium for it. There isn't one for, it isn't for the consumer or the prosumer. It's something that's more for a specific audience, I think, because even for the consumer side that uses BlackBerry, I mean, that uses BBM, those users are really hardcore fans of the messaging, of, of that, you know, messaging service, if you will. 
they aren't like Snap to Chat. You know, Snap to Chat has its own agenda, if you will. You're using pictures, pictures to message, as BBM is just simply a secure messaging uh, service. At the end of the day, yes, there are all those features to kind of pull it, uh, to pull and sway those consumers to come over and use it. But I think that's just more of uh, a catch-up that BlackBerry was uh, trying to implement with BBM and trying to get those people in terms of going cross-platform, in terms of implementing stickers, in terms of implementing wallpapers and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, I really think it just needs to become something that creates its own agenda of its own and really just going forward is going to be something that says, hey, you know what, we're going to stop playing around with it, give equal uh, features to every platform that it is that is available for, and from this moment on, really just kind of start letting it take matters in its own hands instead of really being dictated by BlackBerry's operating system, BlackBerry 10's operating system. So that's kind of what I want to see with BlackBerry, I mean, with BBM moving forward. You know, I, re I really like the mention there of the independence of that, that separate business unit, and you wonder whether kind of hardware QNX, Enterprise, and BBM will stand alone as four pillars in the future. Are we going to see more like just QNX-based devices kind of doing their own standalone thing? It's definitely something that you know we can talk on, on on another stream because as we see some of those other partnerships come about, it's definitely going to be another talking point for us. Mm -hmm. Did you guys want to cover anything else? I think we kind of nailed that. I mean, really, it was only four days worth of news. We kind of covered everything at this point. Well, I, I wanted to hear like thoughts on you know the new black uh, update that's coming out, and also you guys thoughts on the uh, BlackBerry Visa that's coming forward too. That the Cap Kirk is also revealed a little bit of too. Uh, he's, he's teasing out that he's trying to figure out you know some I guess more ways to show off how it works. Yeah, I think a Visa makes sense. It's it's very interesting that a passport, you know, is is of this profile, and a Visa more or less is of the landscape. Kind of Z30 type profile with the 16 by 9. It's uh, I just don't, I don't know where the market's at right now. Is a slider something they'd be interested in? Chris, what do you think? I mean, obviously sliders were pretty popular for BlackBerry back in the day, but do you think a BlackBerry 10 slider would have its place in the market? Um, to be honest, I'm not sure about that. But I mean, it's it's creative that they're getting trying going to try the new form factors or even potentially explore that. Mm -hmm. I just don't see the absolute usefulness of that, at least from what the specs or what from the, uh, the illustrations that we've seen online. What I I don't see the purpose of that yet. I mean, it, to be honest, I think either the keyboard, like your classic, like your passport, or your alt touch is what the best route to go with with the device design. And Chris, what device are you rocking right now? Are you still on the Z30, or have you moved over to something else? No, I'm still on the Z30 until uh, at least until the classic launches. Then that'll be my next one. So, so even if it's a rebranded Q10. Would you uh, would you have gotten a passport had it been available on Verizon? Um, I it's going to be one of those things I'd have to actually have it in my hands to actually mm -hmm. really make that decision. Uh, right now, I in the environment that I work at, I mean, if I was still originally in food and beverage, I could find many uses for that with doing inventory and stuff like that to be a, because I used to use my playbook for that to be able to function with Excel and, or not Excel, but docs to go and use uh, spreadsheets and stuff like that. And I can definitely see the passport being an awesome device for that. Nowadays, I don't think that's kind of the direction that I need. I, I think the classic would be a perfect throwback to what I used to love about the 9900. 
I mean, just that full keyboard to be able to crank out emails is what I you know need it for. Absolutely. I, you know, I really do miss the Playbook 9900 combo. It was so useful. You oh, could, yeah. You, you didn't have the native file manager for on the, the legacy OS, but you could open up files on, on the Playbook. Definitely a workhorse. I, I'm still waiting on another tablet. I know Darius is, too. You know, even if Lenovo builds it, you know? Yeah. Let it go. I'll buy that. I just, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, if we could see a BlackBerry 10-powered tablet, especially if you, you know, with them kind of like uh, resurrecting the old features, you know, from OS's, you know, prior to now, like, showcase, that would be great. I mean, that's just something that I think the masses of the hard, the, the core of BlackBerry um, fans would love to see is it, something of that nature implemented. But but looking at it, um, Microsoft they have been losing, you know, millions, even billions of dollars trying to make the Surface a thing, um, competing with the iPad, and now they're trying to focus it more towards competing with like the MacBook Air. And you know, here's a company that has the marketing dollars that spent half a billion dollars simply to have their their product be featured like in the NFL um, and everything like can BlackBerry even compete like say they do make a tablet aside from the hardcore people doing it like isn't this what blend is meant for the fact that I can go buy say a surface right now and I could have blend running on my surface and that's essentially my phone running on there like does BlackBerry need to be making a tablet because that could just be a huge huge money pit you know, people see a tablet, they call it an iPad. The iPad owns the market in that. Like, right. it's a Kleenex tissue. Right? Well, I think the, the, the major thing is, is like, Windows has lost a lot of money with the Surface, not from the actual build of the device, but because of their advertising of the device and trying to compete with, you know, the iPad. They don't know how to market selectively like BlackBerry has done. Like, my, BlackBerry could have lost tons of money with the Passport by now. But they have it because they they've been selective with the advertising and they've been selective in how they uh, present the device for you know purchase so to speak. They've put it in specific markets. They've made it available in specific um, uh, retail in terms of stores or online. So in terms of the success of the device, you have to find that niche market that even the worst. Uh, tech sites have been saying that BlackBerry needs to do. They've done just that. With with the Windows Surface, so to speak, and what BlackBerry could do with a tablet, you have to find a niche market. You don't have to say this is for everyone. You have to say this is for schools. This is for businesses because this has a keyboard and you have access to uh, edit documents and, and surf the web and plug in a USB port and things of this nature. They don't even know how to present their own product to the people. BlackBerry has done that. This is this is the BlackBerry Passport. This is not for everyone. This is for businesses because you're able to see a wider picture. You're able to get more uh, characters on the screen. Um, it has a touch sensors keyboard. Not only that, the touch sensors keyboard that's physical um, allows you to type faster and shoot out those messages and emails, you know, proficiently that you need to do. So that's why Windows has lost a lot of money in the black end. That's why BlackBerry could be. Uh, successful with another tablet because they'll know how to present that tablet to the specific audience that would want it and be able to do well with it and be successful in the back end. Yeah, and it's tough. That's a great point. I, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like they definitely could, I'm sure, make a tablet and it will sell decently well, and they don't need to try and compete with the iPad. No. Um, no. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Oh, um, but it, it, yeah, at the same time, there is Blend there at least, you know, if it never does come, Blend is at least a good thing that's already yeah, there. It's like it's blend, like, yeah, it's the holdover for right now, if you will. Well, it's a lot easier to, to use Blend and have BlackBerry be on, you know, like 90 million Android tablets and, and iPads. It's easier to do that and have BlackBerry right. actually show up on those iPads and, and Android tablets as opposed to, you know, getting 90 million BlackBerry tablets out there. So, like, like Alex said, at least Blend is there and at least it's got, you know, some some mileage in terms, terms of, you know, Vis people visually seeing the BlackBerry logo and the La BlackBerry brand, mm -hmm. uh, brand on those tablets. Right. It's kind of like with Blend, I think you have to make it kind of like that application that you're going to want. You know, it's kind of like it has to, Blend has to essentially make it in those, you know, top top free apps if it becomes mm -hmm. to get there because you got to think about it. A lot of apps, right, <laughs> they gain popularity through word of mouth, but they gain its greatness, if you will, because it makes it to top free apps. When people see it there and it's the first thing you see as soon as you open up an app store, you're going to download it because you're going to see what it's about. And as soon yeah, as you but do, you're like, holy shit, this is actually a good application. So if you can do, if you can implement blends to get to that stature, that's when people yeah. are like, you know what, I want to see what BlackBerry has more in store as well because this application here is great. Yeah, it's just difficult now, I guess, because think about total BB10 users that could that could potentially have like an iPad or yeah. an Android tablet is what like 12 13 million yeah users in total so I mean if you think about it any major app on the App Store is going to have more downloads than that yeah. in general so, I mean, what's the, yeah. what's our, what's our user base like it's it's not that high right for BlackBerry 10 users we're still like 12, 13 million around there. Yeah. It's yeah, we, that, that, I thought it was like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but geez, I, that's, that's impressive to me. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like that shit. <laughs> so let's close up here. I want to just, we'll go across the board, something we all have probably utilized. Black and or Twitly. We ran an article, The Tale of Two Twitter Clients, showing off both of the applications. They're both fantastic native apps that are great Twitter experiences. Let's go across, see who's used what and what they prefer. We'll start with Chris. Have you used Twitly? Do you use Black when you utilize Twitter, or are you on the standard uh, Twitter for BlackBerry that comes stock on the device? Uh, regarding, well, I've definitely used the Black for the longest time, and I did use Twitly during the beta when it was in the beta zone. It's, I see the functionality is very useful. What um, uh, memory is kind of put into that app. I just, it's a little too, I guess, function heavy for what I'm looking for. I like Black. It's very simple. Um, I like to be able, able to use lists to kind of break up my Twitter feeds, and it does it perfectly for me. I'm looking forward to the new update, and I can actually kind of explore it further, but um, as of right now, Black's my go-to. <coughs> Same here. I mean, really what gets me for it is that hub integration, the full hub integration. Right now, notifications on Twitly are here or there. They're not very, I don't know if it's the server or hub, but just something is a little bit lax uh, on that end. You can compose from the Twitly section in hub 
but notifications hit the notification section. So it's a little bit disjointed at this point. And again, as you mentioned, very feature-rich and latent with tons of customizations and options. But I'm with you. I'm a casual Twitter user. I'm not very, you know, hardcore. It just works for me. Brandon, well, what about you? Do you use Twitter at all? Are you on Twitter? Do you have a handle? Uh, yeah, it's at Elbranduco. <laughs> I, uh, I just use the regular Twitter app. Like, I'm not, like, super crazy with Twitter. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, that's just me. It works for me. Um, I used Black for a bit. It looks good. I was just, like, after I started, like, updating and, and everything, my phone and stuff, I just I found that the Twitter app was just working for me. Um, I haven't used Twitly, so I can't really say which is better or not. But right. for me, Twitter for BlackBerry just works fine. And, you know, I'm the type of guy, if it's not broke, why fix it? And, and Darius, you're kind of of the same mentality there, where, where Twitter for BlackBerry is... Basic yeah. enough for you, it does what it needs to do. Yeah, because I mean, it's you know, it, this is one thing that kind of makes apps suck is when you try too much and you get away from like the the roots of what the application is supposed to do. It's kind of like with BlackBerry, they started sucking once they kind of got away from what they were great at, and then once they went back to it, you start seeing that greatness again. So it's kind of like with Twitly, it's like the customization features are great, but it's overwhelming app because there's so much stuff to do. It's like, eh, you kind of, you're not really on my good side with the app because you kind of get away with what the purpose of the whole thing is, and that's just to use, I mean, that's just to tweet a message. There's a thousand things, you know, in a way of doing that, so you don't want to see it, you know. As far as black, black is, no, 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 black is done great. Black is done exactly what it should be as a great interface, but I prefer the interface of the native Twitter app opposed to black. Um you know, I mean, that's just my personal thing. I mean, a lot of my friends that are BlackBerry 10 users love Black, and I'm excited for the new update that's coming to Black. I really can't wait to use it. I really do. I switch back and forth between Twitter, but I definitely use the native Twitter app for a majority of the usage. Uh, I'm on mute talking to myself again. <laughs> Alex, what about you? Have you used either of them? Likes, dislikes, let us know. Yeah, I mean, I've I've really I've been a hardcore black user for a long time. Um, he's a great developer. He's a nice guy, and you know, happy to support him. Um, I I am a casual Twitter user. I don't really tweet too often, um, and I feel like it's quick. Black is quick for simply just just doing the things that you need to do. Um, but like my buddy, who's really hardcore into Twitter, I asked him. Like he has a few quirks or qualms rather. With, with black as opposed to the native one. And he said that he actually likes in the native one in the bottom how there's the quick tabs right there. He likes to switch between his mentions and um, whatever the bottom four things are. He likes to switch between them a lot. And he said, you know, I can't do it with black because, you know, it just takes a little bit more time. So yeah. for me, I'm pretty much always on my main feed. Whereas him, more hardcore users, switching between all of that. So you can see where the problems are, but different experience for different people, you know. Right. And, and right. that was one thing, like, with Black, you know, kind of, like, sliding over to use the other features, it, it kind of sucks sometimes because you're not always getting right, right position. I think people want to see, it like, the feature or they want to see whatever it is they're trying to use immediately. I think that's what the native Twitter app has done. Like, whoever the team is that works for the BlackBerry 10 app, and they've done, they do a phenomenal um, job, you know, like I said, they, in the last podcast, they, they stay pretty up to date with updates, um, and they keep it clean across the board, you know, it's just like any feature you're trying to get to, 
that Twitter offers, it's right there immediately at just one tap. You know, you don't have to go into this to get into this to get into that, or you don't have to slide over to do this. You don't have to slide. Over. It's just right there on one tap. And I, I really hope that Black down the road, because I love the UI of Black. I love the look of Black. I love the real time based uh, tweet uh, feed that it gives you. But it's just kind of like sliding over. It doesn't work all the time. Sometimes you end up like sliding just different things or touching different things that you don't want to do. And it's like, it gets annoying after a little bit. You're not using it right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's the Apple excuse, wouldn't it be? Yeah. <laughs> You're holding your phone, your phone wrong. You're holding yeah. it wrong, man. It's upside down. That's why it's not working. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes, like, you, you're trying to, like, swipe over to use the other features, but it's like the your Twitter feed is going up and down. You're like, all right, dude, I'm trying to go left. I'm not trying to go up and down. And, yeah, that gets on your nerves a little bit. Yeah, because we're used to a, a more... Uh, Powerful swipe in other apps like Hub, right. where you're taking that you know left to right all the way to pull that out. And with Black, it's really just a small little flick will pull that menu out quick right. for you. I, I really just like the the interactions with different uh, items in the, the timeline, and as well as you'd mentioned, you know the the real time streaming. I think that's phenomenal. I love that it counts down the seconds for yeah, you. I love it. All that's good stuff. Um, you know. Lo Holding an option, sliding it to the right, and being able to just quickly toggle, let go, and automatically do the action—I yeah. love that. It's very unique. Don't don't see any other application doing that. And uh, I, as Alex has said, you know, the developer has stayed consistent. This is his baby, and he's taking good care of it. Yeah, I, you know what? I I really was kind of looking forward to uh, Uber Social bringing a native app to BlackBerry 10, like because I know as a legacy user, man, it got no better than what was it? Uber Twitter? It was it used to be Uber Twitter, right? Believe so, yes. Yeah, and when it, you know, I remember when it went to Uber Social, but like, cause that's when Twitter was like killing all the third-party apps that were, you know, <laughs> like you can't use, you know, saying Twitter in in your names, you have to use something else, and so they changed over to that. But I was really looking forward to them, you know, bringing it over. But I think once the big hype around like BlackBerry Ten being able to use Android apps, they were like, you know, what's the purpose? Um, it kind of sucks, but. Uh, I really wanted to see, you know, what they would bring to the BlackBerry 10 table natively. I'm getting some tweets. Apparently, Passport was released today in Australia at $899. That, that's outright. That's pretty expensive. Fucking right. Good thing we didn't pay that much. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cheesy high five for you. Anyway, guys, let's wrap it up here. Again, we're going to be here next week to talk about whatever else happens throughout the week. I really appreciate having you on. Chris, thank you for hopping in and filling in for Runnell for us. Always appreciate it. Always love your input. Absolutely. Brandon, Alex, Darius, this is Barry Flow Upstream. This was 19. We're going to hit 20 next week, and we're flying through. We're going to catch up to Crackberry real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll try to wake up earlier next time. You no, know, honestly, Alex. Before we started, I was sleeping too, and then I I woke, I woke up because Darius was like, "Are we gonna start this thing?" And I'm like, oh. you know, "And I was outside. I was talking to a friend of mine that came over and watched the game, and I was like, oh. I was like, yeah, I got this podcast like eight o'clock.' And then I was just sitting there talking. I'm like, "What time is?" It? He's like, "It's eight o'clock." I was like, "Hey, I gotta go. I'm gonna tell you guys." We care about you guys. You promise. <laughs> it was overworked, overwork and underpaid. Yeah, the good. Not, yeah. not even, not even underpaid. Just not paid not at all. Paid. <laughs> uh, We're still not taking donations, but I'm gonna leave my PayPal email address. Out. <laughs> 
I'll All make right. sure I'll make sure the team gets their their cut. Yeah, uh huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be waiting on that. <laughs> yeah, I know Darius is still waiting on his passport that I was yeah, supposed to buy. Exactly what I was about to say. I'm glad you <laughs> I keep asking Jubei what happened and he never gets back to me. Supposedly yeah. he's out of state. I don't know what he's doing. Funny funny since the release of the passport. Has he has he made an appearance on on the um upstream? Yeah. Is yeah. he okay? What to say? He's kind of hauled ass since the release. Of- <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been pretty busy. He's got a lot going on with work and whatnot. So. Oh yeah. You know, bills to pay, mouths to feed, bitches to take care of. You know how it goes. <laughs> oh, he just gave me like the biggest plug ever. Gary Flo gets uh gets an email from like exactly <laughs> upstream anymore. <laughs> We're like live, right? Yes, we're still. Wait till we're off air, buddy. No, yeah. but um, no. D- uh, Brandon and I were talking. Like, we need to do uh, maybe when we all get together, be it Miami, New York, or over in Waterloo, when we get together, do a berry flow downstream and just get drunk. Like, just yeah. you know, yeah, drink all way through a podcast, even though we already do. But <laughs> we're all together and cohesive. I got pretty upset when N4BB did their little podcast. All three of them on the couch eating pizza. Having women bring them pizza. I mean, come on. That's, that's pretty nice. <laughs> we, can get there, we can get there. <laughs> anyway, guys, you have a good rest of your evening. Thanks for participating. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.